So I'd like this morning to continue to unfold our meditation exploration, our meditation journey together. Um, And like Nathan said quite a few times in the instructions yesterday, um, listen, (laughs) yeah, feel how it meets your experience and then feel completely invited to you know, keep with this trajectory of practices or say, okay, not now, <laughs> yeah? Right now what's appropriate, what's helpful is to do this, yeah? Meta practice, breath, sound, whatever uh, may feel a nature practice, whatever may feel um, like it's the appropriate response, like maybe it might feel like there's a, you've kind of found a rich seam <laughs> to explore, yeah? In your personal gold mine, yeah, in your heart and mind, and, and kind of you want to keep going with something that is fruitful. So yeah, there's all these possibilities, and um, you know, all all of what we're saying is being recorded twice, <laughs> and um, will will be made available to you, yeah, later on. So you can always come back to this at a later point. So what I'd like to unfold today is, in many ways, uh, kind of a natural extension or continuity from the Anicca practice yesterday, the Anicca way of looking, practice, way of relating. So yesterday we were, um, you know, just kind of looking, putting on the lens yeah, of, ah, this is inconstant, yeah, this is inconstant, and what that was doing, seeing the inconstancy, kind of uh, supports to dissolve or weaken our fascination (laughs) with things, and that expectation that this will give me lasting satisfaction. So we can say that inconstant uh, and therefore unsatisfactory. When we say unsatisfactory means not able to give lasting satisfaction. And as we do that, that supports yeah, a letting go and an easing of contraction. Yeah. Yesterday in the talk, I was talking about you know, that dukkha arises with contraction. Yeah. Dukkha arises with contra- contraction. Remember that? I said so many things yesterday, but that's one really important one. When there's dukkha, there is tanha, that thirst, and that thirst, that craving, arises with a sense of contraction. And when we see yeah, through that, yeah, when we see ah, this is in constant, therefore it cannot give me lasting satisfaction. Therefore that movement um, of trying to hold on to it or to push it away is you know, unhelpful. Yeah. And so then that that whole kind of build-up dissolves and falls away, right? And with it, the way it does that easing of contraction, easing of that holding, yeah, that pushing and pulling on experience. So contraction co-arises with tanha and dukkha. And uh, today, what we are going to do is to actually open to an attitude of welcoming, to phenomena, yeah. 
as a way of releasing contraction and of minimizing its arising. So if we say, when I look at something, you know, there's a, excuse the bird song again, (laughs) there's a beautiful sound. Yeah? And there's that reaching out, that wanting to hold on to it, yeah? And the contraction. I look at it and see, ah, it's changing. It's inconstant. There's no point in doing this. I can just sit back, relax, and enjoy. (laughs) Enjoy it arising, enjoy it passing. When we do that, yeah, we release that contraction. Similarly, when we have an attitude of welcoming, and it relates back to this open hand practice that uh, we've kind of been mentioning a little bit, yeah, that open hand, welcome to come, yeah, welcome to be, welcome to go. Yeah? Again, what that does relaxes the contraction, eases the contraction. In a direct way, and I'm going to explain this quite a lot more. If it's not, you know, if it still feels a little bit unclear or fuzzy. So let's go back to look a little bit at happiness. In our kind of usual way of operating in the world, when we get what we want, yeah, or when we get rid of what we don't want, yeah. We feel relief, yeah? And we feel a form, a type of happiness is there. And typically, as human beings, we associate that happiness with the getting of the thing, yeah? That's the way our minds are trained to see things, yeah? Ah, sunshine, (laughs) yeah? I'm happy because it's sunny, yeah? Yeah, or I... You know, I got, you know, my favorite Gaia house soup for tea yesterday. I'm happy because of that. We associate the happiness with the getting of the thing. Dharma teachings will come in and say the relief, the well-being, the happiness that we're experiencing is not in the thing. (laughs) The relief comes because of the release of the craving, because of the relaxing of that contraction. That's what the relief is associated with. And um, on retreat, when we're practicing in this way, with these really supportive conditions, we can explore how true that is in our own experience. We can go directly to the release of the craving and the easing of the contraction. Yeah? Not dependent on the getting or not getting of things, of the object. So I can't resist um, using this example. Some of you have heard it many times. Um, I've actually done some research about these things. <laughs> um, and there's one experiment that they did uh, in the US where they kind of put all kinds of measuring things on people <laughs> and um, sent them sent them off to the, sh- to the mall to do some shopping, which of course, you know, is the source of all happiness, as we know. Um, and what they were measuring is the degree of release of happiness that people were experiencing. 
And so they were, you know, following them, you know, measuring this all through the process. You know, when they go into the shop, when they maybe see the thing that they're going to buy, uh, when they pick it up, take it off the shelf, when they queue, uh, when they hand it over to the cashier, uh, when it's put in a bag, <laughs> when they hand their credit card, when they get it back and they walk out of the shop with the thing. And what was interesting to see that the happiness they were measuring peaked yeah, at one point, and some of you know the answer to this, <laughs> but I still love to ask, when do you think it peaked? And don't cheat, if you know already. When was the peak in that process? When, were, when was the, the most happiness? And when yeah. Sorry? When they held the object, that's one option. Yeah, what else have we got? Just before paying. What did you have, Steve? Okay, but in the thinking about, you know, would I buy it or not? Yeah, yeah. So, you know, it's interesting, right, to hear the different responses because when we reflect on our experience, we can see, yeah, there is, you know, there's that excitement of seeing the thing. Saying, yeah, yeah, you know, and then there's that, you know, having it or whatever. The peak was at the moment when they were handing their credit card to the cashier. That was the peak, and it's really interesting with Dharma teaching, because what happens there, yeah, you see the peak of the excitement, that they ha it's not theirs yet, it's th the cashier still has it, right, still there, but I know I'm getting it, yeah, I know I'm getting it, this is the moment, yeah, it's mine, yeah, and then from the moment it actually is mine, when they hand it over to me, and it's in the bag, and I'm starting to walk out, the happiness goes down, yeah? So the peak of the happiness is in the relief of that craving because basically what happens, once I have it, craving kicks in again, <laughs> yeah? I'm looking, because I'm looking for something else, yeah? So there's such an inbuilt, the tanha, the demand, the thirst is so strong in us, yeah? So it's really interesting to see this um, and, you know, to reflect on that in our, in our own experience. And, you know, we see it here, that cueing... <laughs> <laughs> you know, the whole the queuing for a meal, yeah? And, the, and then the sense of like, oh, I see what's in the pots. <laughs> yeah. oh, it's on my plate. Yeah. And where, you know, where is that? And we just see and we can bring really humor and playfulness and delight to the whole process. It's fascinating. I told you, it's better than Netflix. Fascinating to be a human being. Yeah? It really is. You know, when we pay attention, we see all of that happening. So we can go directly yeah, to relieving the craving. Yeah? Well, that's what we do with humor, actually. If you haven't noticed, when we laugh, the whole system relaxes yeah? and we feel good yeah? because there's less contraction. It's a natural way of easing that contraction. It's a natural way of releasing that demand on life. Yeah? So we can do this, there'll be time for questions after the session, unless, unless there's something yeah, that's kind of a word or something you don't understand. Yeah. So, um, when we bring an attitude of welcoming to phenomena, yeah, rather than getting entangled in that push and pull, the liking and disliking, yeah, the wanting or not wanting of life, um, that welcoming that open hand again just like the laughing yeah 
relaxes that sense of contractedness around things and brings more ease, more well-being to the system. And if we go back to the, um, to the kind of process we were talking about last night yeah, of how dukkha is built, yeah, we can see this. Yeah, we can kind of see it quite clearly. So I just want to spend a little bit of time with that. So we said yesterday there's an object, right? That object comes into contact yeah, with our consciousness through our senses. Mm-hmm. Then there's that Vedana, yeah, that categorization of pleasant or unpleasant, yeah, or neither or. On top of the Vedana, yeah, which, as we remember, is an opinion, not a fact, but it seems like a fact, yeah, on top of that fact of Vedana, yeah, that illusion of fact of Vedana, the Tanha will build, yeah, that demand, that craving, yeah, we'll build on top of that. And we'll go from, you know, I like that, to I need that, to I have to have it, yeah, to my life is miserable without it, yeah. And with that tanha comes dukkha, yeah. So tanha and dukkha co-arise together, yeah. And along with them, the sense of self, the I, the me, the mine, yeah, comes with that. So Vedana is really... uh, um, is a really crucial point in this build-up, yeah, because we have that option of seeing it as an opinion, yeah, rather than a fact, yeah. And when we see it as an opinion and not as a fact, that stops that whole building up, yeah. As we see it as changing and changeable, yeah, rather than constant, yeah. If we believe it less, yeah, see it as transitory, then that whole build-up doesn't build up as much. So again, when we bring an attitude of welcoming to our experience, um, then we're welcoming everything. Yeah? So we're not limited by the opinion <laughs> of the Vedana. Yeah? Yes to this, no to that, a little bit of more of this. Yeah. Not limited uh, by the opinion of the Vedana. We're not limited by that strong momentum of habit of the pushing and pulling on experience. Um, we're not limited by our habitual tendencies, by our personal preferences, um, and by that habit of demand. So it's really interesting when we just have this open-handed, welcoming practice. We're releasing yeah, that need to get or get rid of things in order to be happy. Yeah? And when we release that, yeah, I need to have this or to get rid of that for happiness, I actually become happier. Does that make sense to people? At least to some of us, yeah. So it's the releasing of that need that actually brings the possibility of more of more ease. And as we can see and as kind of we spoke of last night, when we're doing that we're shifting, yeah, the attention from the object where it naturally gets hooked, where it gets focused to how I'm relating to it. And that gives us so much more possibility because we have less control, we've been saying it several times, less control over phenomena, over what will appear in our lives. You know, we'd have no control over the weather, whether it's going to be sunny or rainy. 
We have no control of that, but we do have some agency, yeah, some possibility in working with how we relate to that. So when we cultivate, yeah, this is a cultivation, it's a training, <laughs> yeah, like everything that we're doing here. Um, when we shift that focus, yeah, we are uh, and bring the welcoming in, yeah, train and welcoming, we're actually relieving dukkha earlier in the process of it being built. Yeah. Yeah, so it gets built less. Yeah. Gets built less. Um, escalates less. Yeah? And this is, again, one of the really beautiful jewels of, of, um, of the practice. And when we think about welcoming, more sense of welcoming, more sense of spaciousness. Yeah? Welcoming is something that yeah, extends us out, opens us out. Spaciousness. Less contraction. Yeah? More spaciousness, less contraction. In the mind, and in the body. And when there's less contraction, there's less dukkha. Yeah, back to that one. Yeah. Dukkha and contraction arise together. So again, when we think about that welcoming yeah, as an approach, yeah. relaxes aversion, yeah, relaxes desire. Yeah, those two sides of the coin. So of course, you know, we're used to welcoming what we like and who we like, yeah? And here we're saying, no, we take that same thing and we welcome it all, yeah? The pleasant, the unpleasant, and what's in between, yeah? That whole range of the uneventful yeah, aspects of our lives, yeah? We bring that welcoming. As we do that, we're relaxing those movements, those habits of aversion and desire, yeah? We're also dissolving that identification, right? Because the welcoming of what we like really has that for me in it, yeah? It's about my preferences. It's about what I like. And when we relax that and bring that welcoming to all phenomena, yeah? and there's less sense of identification, there's less buildup of the um, problematic aspects of the sense of self. And we're really cutting through that process of fabrication and escalation. So instead of the kind of push and pull, we have that open palm. Yeah. We have that open palm. A welcome. Letting things in. Letting them be. And letting them go in their time. Yeah, In their time. So we're really kind of going to emphasize today in the welcoming, the letting in and letting be. And, let it, and we'll let the letting go happen of itself in its time. I'm just going to share a beautiful story from one of our teachers. Um, she was practicing, I think it was in Switzerland, uh, on retreat, and she was practicing outdoors. You know, she was sitting outdoors and she had her palms facing up. Yeah, on her knees, sitting, sitting, and eyes closed. And as she was practicing, she noticed, she could feel that something, an insect, had landed in the middle of her palm, right in the most vulnerable part, <laughs> most sensitive. And she knew there were a lot of horseflies around. Yeah. So the mind immediately goes to a oh, horsefly, and it's going to bite me right there. Oh, 
that's going to be agonizing. But she was kind of deep enough into a practice that she could just let go of that idea and just stay with the sensation of that insect on the palm of her hand and keep practicing, keep practicing. Staying, relaxing the contraction, relaxing the contraction. Eventually, when the the bell rang for the end of the practice, she opened her eyes and that insect was still in the palm of her hand. It was an exquisite butterfly. Yeah, really beautiful. And I love that story because it's just like, ah, you know, sometimes we miss. Yeah, if we follow that strong momentum of the push and pull, we do that, yeah, at best. Some of us might do that. Um, anyway, we do that, and we would miss that butterfly, yeah, we'd miss that beauty, yeah, and that exquisite experience of having, yeah, a wild creature just resting, feeling safe in the palm of one's hand, yeah, a beautiful thing that is. So I'm bringing in this story to to also kind of emphasize that the welcoming, another aspect of the welcoming is that it has a sense of goodwill in it, right? Welcoming is, is, it's not just um, neutral in its flavor. It has a flavor of goodwill, it has a flavor of metta, of kindness uh, in it. And this is quite helpful for our practice. Having that sense of goodwill, of friendliness, in how we are receiving experience, how we're receiving phenomena. And there's a beautiful quote uh, that I, you know, I just think can really be helpful to just let it resonate in our being as we practice um, from uh, St. Julian, Juliana of Norwich, those of you who've heard of woman saint, um, Nobody knows her real name, so she's called after the church that she cloistered in. And uh, she said, or wrote, all shall be well, and all shall be well, and all manner of things shall be well. And this is such a strong sense of metta and of welcoming in that. Just the sense of, you are well. You are well and you are welcome. Yeah. Discomfort in the body or, you know, unpleasant sound. Yeah, whatever that what whatever that is that we're welcoming. So really emphasizing that sense of goodwill of kindness in attention as we as we do this. The well in the welcome, yeah. Which is both the wellness and that depth that we can go to yeah, when we do this, when we practice. And we can also play, yeah? So with the, um, the play- pleasant Vedana, yeah? the things that are pleasant to us, like you know, maybe the sunshine or the bird song, yeah? we can uh, welcome that in, yeah? and we welcome in that pleasantness, that nourishment, that enjoyment in the open palm, open palm, open heart, welcoming in that pleasantness, lingering and savoring, (laughs) yeah, lingering in that pleasantness, savoring it. And the interesting thing is we can do that 
without that contraction. Yeah, that's another thing we're cultivating, the capacity to enjoy, to appreciate, without that tightening around. Yeah. And it can be helpful to relate there to the energy of the pleasantness rather than the content. Yeah. That can be really helpful. So it may be that yeah, the bird song again is coming. Yeah, that's really lovely. Yeah. And then maybe the senses are yeah, I wonder why why they're singing like this and could I get them to sing more? <laughs> and what birds are they exactly? Because I, I really want to know, you know, what makes that beautiful sound. And all of that, yeah, and the content and the, that content will take us away from that experience of the savoring of the beauty. So we come back just to the sense of how the beauty of the sound impacts the being, opens the heart, and we open even more. And we linger in that enjoyment. Does that make sense? It can be more tricky with thoughts. Yeah? You might have a beautiful, you know, suddenly have a memory of someone that we love and the heart, heart opens. And then the story will begin. <laughs> I wonder how they're doing. You know, and oh, I need to remember to tell them that I thought about them in the meditation, how moving that was. And it's all very beautiful. It's really beautiful. It is. Yeah? But feeling that beauty and coming to the feeling of it yeah, rather than the story which will take us away from the experience. Yeah. And then trusting yeah, that you will remember to tell them. Yeah. Finishing a, a one-month retreat once and just kind of wanting to bow down at the feet of my brother and sister for having kids. <laughs> <laughs> because I found their children were such a support to me, yeah, in, in my practice, such sources of joy and love. Yeah. They're doing all the hard work, right? And I'm just benefiting. Uh, had very moving conversations with them about that. Yeah. So of course that will come. Yeah, we can feel the beauty of that. Yeah. But right now, feeling the love, feeling the open heartedness, feeling the beauty, whatever it is that arises there. And, and not uh, getting caught in the story. Yeah, staying with the, what we're calling the energy, the energetics, rather than the content. We can also welcome uh, the uneventful. Yeah, the, what is not particularly pleasant or unpleasant. Yeah. And um, often referred to as the neutral or the neither or. Yeah, neither pleasant or or unpleasant, and really investigate what happens when we welcome that, yeah, a neutral sound, yeah, or a neutral sensation, yeah, like that. My favorite is the inside of the elbows, <laughs> totally neutral place in my body, yeah. and just like, ah, welcoming the sensations, but it has sensation, just don't notice it, because yeah, it's not calling out, yeah. So what happens to the well-being and experience when we bring that welcoming, when we bring goodwill and interest to the neutral? So that's going to be our exploration today. And uh, remembering also that possibility to, to let go. As I said, we'll mostly be letting in, letting be. Um, but sometimes also bringing in, yeah, after we've been with something for a while, that possibility to let go. It might happen of itself and then we want to notice it. But also, they say, okay, right now, then I'm letting go. And maybe 
a deeper peace is available as we do that. Yeah? Maybe a deeper peace is available as we do that, a deeper um, ease. So we're going to use this practice in two uh, ways, yeah, and I'll, I'll guide it in a moment. Um, we can tune into particular phenomena and welcome them, yeah, which we'll be doing. And we can also just open out the awareness, we'll also do that, and just have an attitude of welcoming towards whatever arises. Yeah, so the kind of the, the flow of arising and passing um, phenomena, welcomed in awareness. Yeah, so that's the, that's the introduction. And let's have a practice together. So check in with your body, see if you need to stand up to stretch and then to re retake your seat. You can have about 25 minutes of practicing. Then when you're ready, finding your posture, taking your seat for this time. Making any adjustments that are needed so that the body is as supported and stable and steady as possible. As you do so, feeling the awareness coming more fully, more deeply into the body. Inviting the awareness into the sensations of contact between the seat and the body, between the ground and the body. Feeling those sensations of contact and allowing the awareness to gather and collect. and root in those sensations, in that contact. 
and then gently, gradually opening the awareness through the body. Letting it expand and widen. So that the awareness fills up the whole space of the body. We can actually invite it to expand even more. Widen even more. Beyond the body. And out to the sounds in the environment. Gently inviting the awareness to expand to the furthest sound that we can hear. Awareness wide and open, spacious, receptive and sensitive to the whole body and then beyond the body out into the environment, receiving sound, welcoming sound as it arises. So we're going to begin with just that sense of wide awareness, open, vast, expanded, that awareness colored, imbued with that frequency of welcoming and receiving the flow of sounds as they arise. All sounds welcomed as they arise and are known and pass through awareness. Let's take a few minutes with this and knowing that the awareness will naturally or may naturally shrink and we keep opening it out. It's welcoming. The flow of sounds, the different sounds. To arise, be known and pass.
resting back into awareness. Welcoming and receiving. Letting the sounds in and letting them be. Letting them flow through awareness. And now gently opening in particular to welcome the pleasant. So awareness still wide, imbued with welcoming. Opening to welcome pleasant sound or pleasant sensation in the body or pleasant aspect of the breath. Allowing, welcoming, opening to the sound or to the breath or to the body sensation as fully as possible. Welcoming it to arise. Letting it in. And letting it be. If it passes in its own time, also letting it go. Opening to another appearance in awareness that has some pleasantness to it, that is pleasant, has a pleasant Vedana. Welcoming. Welcoming the pleasant without getting caught in the story. Without building. Letting it in. And letting it be.
Keep stretching the awareness, letting it be wide and open, receptive, spacious. And keep tuning in to that frequency of welcoming. Welcoming the pleasant. Noticing any impact on experience as you do this. any well-being arises, including that too, and what you welcome. Enjoying. Over and over, opening the awareness, tuning in to the welcoming frequency in awareness. Opening now to receive and welcome the neutral, the uneventful. Might be the sounds if that's more accessible. Neutral sounds, maybe the sound of the heating or of the rooks outside. Maybe neutral body sensations like the inside of the elbow. Or the backs of the knees. Checking through the body or with the breath anywhere that does not feel particularly pleasant or unpleasant. And then welcoming that, receiving that in awareness, with goodwill.
allowing and welcoming, letting the neutral in and letting it be as it is. Not asking anything of it, but welcoming it into attention, into awareness. Being interested and curious to see if the sensation changes as you practice. If it disappears or the sound disappears, opening to a different neutral phenomena arising. Receiving and welcoming that. Interested also in any impact on your experience as you do this. Any well-being relief that may arise. Welcoming that too. Awareness wide and open. Tuning in now to receive the less pleasant, the unpleasant aspects of experience and being wise here, not going to the most difficult pain or chronic uncomfortable sensation choosing something relatively mild, if that's possible for you. So opening to an unpleasant Vedana in the body or in the soundscape. And welcoming that too. There may be more 
instinct and habit here to contract. We notice that and we amp up the metta, the goodwill in the attention and we soften the contraction and we welcome welcome to arise, welcome to be letting it in So we do this letting go of habitual resistance and struggle. And like before, noticing any ease, any well-being, any relief that arises as you do this. Interested to welcome. Staying wide, spacious. interested in any impact. If the particular sound or sensation disappears or changes, it's no longer unpleasant. Noticing that. And then opening to something else in the experience that has some degree of unpleasantness to it, unpleasant Vedana. Softening and opening as we do this, open hand, letting it rest in the open palm, received and welcomed in awareness. Received and welcomed in awareness. Enjoying, savoring any well-being, any release that arises with the practice. And letting go of this sensation or sound, this phenomena, 
Once more, just opening out to receive the whole range, the whole flow of sound or of breath, body sensations, whatever you're working with more closely. Welcoming it all. Letting it all in. Letting it all be. And in its time, letting it all go. So this is the invitation for the practice today and you may have a sense of um, maybe you're more inclined towards just doing the large welcoming, welcoming everything and or you may be finding it more fruitful to turn to particular aspects, the pleasant, the neutral, the unpleasant. Um, There's also the possibility of using this uh, if you're doing a different practice, a meta practice or a breath practice or an anicca practice and then you notice distraction and then turning and working in this welcoming way with the distractions, that's also a possibility that we can weave in. And we can of course very much bring it um, to the walking. Yeah. So you could, if you wish, in the walking practice um, have that same sense of welcoming potentially to sound, if that's something you like doing, um, or to the sensations. Yeah. So as you're walking, uh, you're welcoming the sensations of the contact of the feet with the ground. Yeah. You're welcoming those sensations. No, you're welcoming the sensations of the whole body moving. So yeah, having that sense of welcoming. And another way of saying that, another way of bringing it into the walking practice can be um, walking as an act and an expression of peacefulness, yeah. of peace. Yeah. So, kind of not demanding anything as we walk on the earth. Yeah. Not demanding anything as we walk on the earth, just steps of peace, touching, being touched. Um, yeah. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.